had to stream. Girl. Oh! What? Listen, we we learning and we growing on this show. Appreciate you, Cindy. Thank you, boo. And now that the camera is on, you look like you're 12 years old. Uh-uh, I'm going to need to scrooge this thing. So, no, because you're not going to be looking like I'm already. <laughs> I'm just a short person. I'm not. I'm, I need a booster seat, but I don't shout think out to, have one. Shout out to learning new things. We was all friendly and close. But anyway, so I asked Whitney, I said, you want to talk to me tonight on the air since we, Dr. Cindy Banyay is out. And you agreed. You happily agreed. Every time I talk to Whitney, she is pumped up about social justice issues and prison reform. And what else? Oh, restoring voting rights. Yeah, I just feel like right now there's so many issues that we have that are going on that are, it's like a pizza and there's just, it's like voting rights, like social justice is a couple of those pieces. Mm. Health, how lacking healthcare for so long has impacted us to where people are not safe anymore. There's so many pieces of the pie, but I just really feel like for me right now, what I'm trying to focus on is being a good parent and transferring those values to my children, at least providing those values so that they have an opportunity to thrive because I don't feel like I was thriving at their age with some of the methods of yesteryear. Mm. So. So speaking of that, you told me recently that you're homeschooling now. What does that feel like? It is a ton of work. I had no idea what I was doing when I started at all. I think that people who are doing homeschooling, there's so many reasons. Religious, yeah. people for time reasons. My daughter ice skates like not super seriously, but there's like girls that go to her skating rink that they are homeschooled because they need to skate so frequently. So there's yeah. all types of reasons wow. people are homeschooled. For I me, think about that having a child that's that's a working actor or extraordinary something. and maybe athletics or right showbiz, whatever they're into, they must be some homeschooled. So that's a I don't know. I think homeschooling is excellent. I'd just be afraid to be wrong. I We are wrong. I'm wrong a lot. And we have to go back and look at things. And I have to. That's a huge part of it. And when you go into it, you don't realize how much teachers are doing because every day they have to be familiar. They don't just stand up there and get to look at the worksheet and go or they will mess up continually. You they have, have to, to prepare. Know. That's the thing. You got to know yourself. You, like these. So I know your kids are very informed when it comes to what's going on in these streets, which you can help us understand. She even walked in. She was like, you see hustles killer got 60 years. I was like, ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, That's good to hear though. That was swift and quick justice. That was swift. And that was only 2020 that took place. So really and truly for somebody for a trial at that capacity, it turnaround at under three solid years is, is pretty swift justice for mm -hmm. America. There's, there's a lot of people don't realize that are sitting in prison, not prison, in jail, waiting on charges that they've been waiting. Some of it is strategic. I will say that for their defense methods, they're hoping that witnesses are unavailable after years and years or things like that. But for people that are in there waiting and it's not for their own benefit, it is tedious and time consuming. Mm. Jail is terrible. Absolutely. Shout out to new friendships. Shout out to old friendships, friendships that are forming. Listen, friendship is just essential to the soul. 
I believe that's the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. That's their like slogan, their motto. But uh, speaking of best friend, one of my close closest friends, the closest, the original best friend, because y'all know I got 10 best friends, Whitney being one of them. Um, she's coming, she's in town now, but not for a great reason. One of the ladies that raised us, who we definitely consider consider the auntie figure passed away. And so my best friend is in town and I rarely get to see her. So I am excited about that, even though the reason is a little bit sad, but it puts things in, into perspective for us because one of the things we said is that all of our heroes are fading slowly and it puts this responsibility on us. And I know you feel it, especially in parenthood. Yeah. To hero up, to hero up, level up and what ownership. Like, I think there is this point where you're like, who's going to do it? This person needs to sow in. But then there's this ownership that is bigger than yourself, bigger than your household. And it puts you in the face of others in a way that wants to lead and direct. At least that's what I feel at times. What about you? I definitely feel like, I'm sorry about your auntie, your Shout friend. out to Aunt Barbara. Yeah, I definitely rest in peace. But I feel like two things. What I wanted to say is one, the dynamic with your friends when you have lifelong friendships starts to change as you get older because things like this you start to experience things like a loss of a parent if Absolutely. you have know that you told me that your father passed away when you were younger but if it is in a more timely fashion you start to really see the dynamic of your friends change where they mm. become older people and people who have been through things that you watch your parents go through when Absolutely. you were young Absolutely. Transitional. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing it can be frightening just to know wow we are all going towards this, we're marching towards death. It's inevitable. Right. And it's liberating at the same time. But that can be like, dang, man, like we really out here just like living for a little bit and then dying. Like by the time you start making sense of the world, it's tough time to go. It is. And if you think about it too, if you stretched out like a roll of the timeline of the world. Mm. We are like not even here for a blink of an eye. Ooh. Our mark on this world is so short, but it feels like- A wrinkle it, in time. Right, you are experiencing it. It is dragging on at some points or very fast if you're mm. having fun. But you know what my dad says, and he's really crazy, but he always says that life is a terminal illness. And I always thought Ooh, that was really like true. interesting because that's an interesting perspective. No one's getting out of here alive. Yeah, we're not making it out of here alive. And I like how the Bible, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, it says that we should mourn at birth. Basically, right. we do it the opposite way, but coming into this world that can be plagued with suffering and injustice and pain and just confusion, and you end up finding relief from those things at some point, hopefully, and learning those patterns. But it's wow, we just here living what you think the meaning of life is i know i'm putting you on the spot but i know you didn't thought about this before because what are we doing here you know i don't know what i think the meaning of life is but i think right now for me something that like in that realm of things that i continue to think about is does my life have value Ooh. even if i can't see the impact mm. like i'm not jay-z i'm not making a billion dollars but am I impacting people positively around me? Mm. And I guess that's like a purpose-led life, but also I want to make sure that even if nobody remembers me like in a hundred years that I will have impacted things more positively, even if people do not attribute that to me. 
Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You've impacted my life, Whitney. I love you so much. Wow, shout out to the impact. This is real life. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to make it all about, because you know I can talk about death for hours and hours. I can do this for hours. Same, but uh, I ain't going to do that to, to the show tonight. But shout out to Justice Being Served when it comes to Nipsey Hussle, who a lot of the hip-hop world came to know once he died. P. Diddy and Notorious B.I.G. got a song that says, you're nobody until somebody kills you. See, there I go talking about death again. How to trying to get out of that? Yeah, but it's all part of the process. It's and part of it. Can't talk about life without talking about death. Death. But let's talk about this. How come I knew very little about Nipsey Hustle, but mm -hmm. how come somebody that has a message that's so powerful was not promoted more while strategically living? while living? I because guess that's I, what it means FDT, until somebody kills you. Right. FDT was the only thing. And while, dude, FDT is one of the greatest collaborative. Uh, social justice songs that probably I feel like it's I had a link I wish you could put the link to FDT out here but yeah it's like it what's going on by Marvin Gaye it's, it's one classic. of those songs that will people will remember it. it talks about the unitings of neighborhoods in East Los Angeles and why are people like that why is it so hard to get their message out and why is somebody who's creating so much positivity not a huge character in the story. Why did why do we not know about people like that till they die? That really bothers me. Why is he getting shot and dying? What is that about? I did read why this guy says that he what? shot. Him. Why did he shoot? See, I didn't keep up with it enough. Why I did have he feelings about this too? Because okay, so the man says that he shot him. I don't remember his name, and honestly, I don't really care what his name is. So he said that he shot him because he believed that he walked up to Nipsey and he said, Nipsey told him, I heard that there's paperwork on you, meaning that he had been compliant with the police or oh. investigative pursuit. During the trial, though, several people were like, dude, this is not 1989. If you want to walk out of a gang, you could walk out of a gang now. You could move to any other city in America. It's not like it used to be. And he basically said that they just felt like he felt some type of way. But he says it's because Nipsey told him, we have you on paper. Like, we know that you've co collaborated with the police. But I have two schools of thought about that. One... At what point, should we get rid of this stop snitching mentality? Should, at what point does cooperating with the police make your home safer, your property worth more money, your environment cleaner? I'm not saying that we need to call and report people. So what are, you're saying is start snitching and save a life. I don't know if I, I feel you on start that. snitching, but I definitely <laughs> think that there are some crimes that like violence against women, violence yeah, against like, children. Imagine like somebody being murdered and shout out to Chief Diggs. I believe this week, tomorrow, I believe it's his funeral up in Ohio. But oh. that's one of the conversations that I had with him about him feeling like he needed from an activist he needed support in trying to get cooperation right. when it came to investigating homicides right. because we know that there is this ongoing belief like, oh, or at least we glorify the idea of not snitching. And Everybody knows somebody knows who killed Jam Master Jay. You know what I mean? We all know somebody knows who it was, but, but nobody's ever going going yeah. to be responsible. And that just bred more is it violence. Time, is it, and especially like, 
in the black community. I wonder, are some of those ideas because but people do talk about not snitching and then when it gets down to it, they actually snitch. They don't want to face those years. They're not trying to face those decades and decades away from their families and their right. children. So they'll end up, you know, Boosie and T.I. It was a controversy on that. I got to tag you in that. I've you know seen about the, uh, it? Yo, that conversation is coming up because Boosie refuses to work with T.I. Little Boosie because he said he admitted to snitch, snitching on his deceased cousin. And this right. man, are we holding ourselves back? Are we our own worst enemies? What does that do for the culture, that mentality? Does it uphold this spirit of wrongdoing, knowing that you got a gang of people that not just the ones that believe in just this unspoken street loyalty, but you also have those who are fearful. Right. I have to live around these people. I have to, I don't want to be the one to blow the whistle because you do have to drop next at some point. So I don't know. So I have, I really have very strong feelings about this. In 2004, I was arrested for selling drugs to an undercover cop. I was set up by a man who was dating a former roommate of mine. And he asked me if I could get him a bag of pot. And I said, yeah, no problem. A guy heard me having this conversation that was a new roommate of mine and said, I have these things called Oxycontin. And obviously the police who were on this phone were like, yeah. So I ended up selling an undercover cop Oxycontin. Hundred percent. He told me as they were arresting me, we know that you don't know anything, but we know, you know, people. And they were so willing to ruin my life to see if they could pressure me into snitching one, which I think is a really messed up way to run the justice system. Like, I don't need mm. to investigate for you. I don't need to do your job for you. So what is it a way to get to the bigger fish that could potentially be harming communities? Like when you think about the fentanyl crisis right now, I and do. How we got people just going, dropping like flies because of the opioid crisis, the fentanyl crisis. So I think certainly drugs are much more dangerous than the drugs that I'm talking about that these people were selling mm. at that time. They were not inundated. Now, the time of experimentation for drugs is over. I think he is, because ain't nothing that funny on week. Oh, the time for drug experimentation is over. People are not safe anymore experimenting with drugs. So we are talking about a different culture. Yeah. But people selling pot, I don't know that them trying to get me to snitch, but these are the high pressure tactics that they use. They showed up at my house repeatedly at all times of the day and night. They came to my new job oh. and would sit there and stare at me. I had the- Did you get juvenile charges or adult charges? Adult charges. I'm a convicted felon today, which has really changed my life. But what I was going for is now things are more dangerous. I believe when we're talking about people snitching with drugs and fentanyl, we need to be providing services to help people get off of fentanyl. Ooh. People who choose to be in the drug game, they've made that choice. That is why I'm like, I don't know about how to feel about snitching with them because mm. I did not snitch and I could have really walked away oh, with so charges. So you really should have all the street cred that a lot of these people be. Wow. I could have gone to jail for eight years, but I didn't. And I ended up just getting probation, which is really lucky, but it's also because I'm a white woman and not a black man or a black person and that's something that really has to be taken into account that I got very lucky there 
And it is luck that we are born looking the way that we look for real, because anybody could be put into anybody. It's privilege. It I, is. I watched a video yesterday. It teaches us all to recognize what our privileges are. But right. wow. But when it comes to people informing the police of people who are dangerous or people who have committed violent acts against people who maybe weren't even party to the organization agreeing to the violence, mm -hmm. do think snitching in that situation is totally different because if you will shoot people in your own neighborhood, you have pa passed the point of being able I'm to- I'm sorry, y'all. This fly went away to like- <laughs> Get my own TV show to start being all it? in my face. I don't know, dude. Is he good on me? Like, I why don't... is he so obsessed with me? You smell good. Mm. You I smell know. good. That's it. I need an answer. I think it. I think for me, snitching is a issue of safety for the public. And are you going to prevent harm from people who have not agreed to put themselves in harmful situations? Yeah. Yeah, man, life is tough. Life is just tough because you can see both sides of the coin, but I don't know. I feel like I get it. If the police need, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's a tough situation to speak on, but nevertheless. It, but how many times do people tell police about crimes that are being happening and they don't care at all? Wow. So that's the part that really, it's only the people they're interested in arresting. And because I feel like that's so targeted, it's hard for me to see how being compliant with that system won't continue to further the justice system from targeting people. Do you Ooh, know what I mean? That's a that's an excellent point. And that's why I say the, the issue is not as simple as do it or don't do it. It's the culture behind it. It's the attitudes of people behind uh, anything in life. But the not snitching and you a rat culture... I think it's time to re-examine that. I think mm -hmm. in general, like, if you can re-examine your choices and ride those waves, but don't nobody want to be around somebody that they feel like at any moment, this person is just making the community unsafe. Yes, that dog on Oh, I'm going to get it. No, get no, it. I can't see get it. Get it on like I don't have my glasses. No, because if you do, then PETA would be all over us for her. Do you remember when Obama swatted this fly? And to, what was it, 2009? And PETA would, like went wild saying calling him out for swatting a fly i know it happened yeah it did happen so i was gonna say if you have to get this little nap but no don't worry about it the like, man had just, a dog how are they gonna call it he had a dog but that's what i'm saying peter stand for something you stand for something to fall for anything peter you know what i do believe that treating animals ethically is really important and i believe that if you're going to eat animals, that they should come like, from farms. Why they got to suffer all? Humane, like, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. That was discouraging to me when I traveled to Egypt in particular. Like, Egypt was my dream destination. I got to Egypt and I was like, dang. So this is what the alchemist was talking about, huh? Getting to this treasure. But shout out to Egypt. It was a very, it was very rich culturally. But the animal abuse in particular, I could do without. Was it bad? It was bad. It was really bad. I don't even want to detail the things that I saw, but it was so normalized there that it was heartbreaking. It was hard to enjoy your trip. When you see the animals suffering and the people just are standing around and they don't care. And that's that, that was one experience that I've had with animal. And that's why I'm getting my behind on all these different camels and stuff when I travel, because it's, it's, it's a lot that goes into that. Their money too. So like I said, it's complicated because... Animals are their transportation, like everything. And I'm like, wow. But yeah, life is just, it's just always these complex yin and yang, just 
I was going to ask you if it was animals for travel or animals for eating. Animals for travel, animals for eating, animals for doing tricks and stuff for tourists. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, but I know I travel a lot and sometimes you have to be able to digest some of the, uh, the norms of the culture and at least bear enough to not become emotionally distraught or outraged to the point where you are labeling the people of that region because I know I'm gonna go on my most exciting trip yet to Pakistan. That's exciting. What part of Pakistan? I'm going to Lahore, Pakistan. Okay. And what are I may you travel doing there? to Islamabad, Pakistan, but I'm going to reunite with my love, one of my baby daddies. He was yeah, I got a lot of baby daddies that was supposed to, I just was naming people at one point. If I have a baby, it's going to be with you. Because okay. look at you, you're gorgeous. How but, long's the plane ride? Yeah, it's 20-some hours, including including your layover. But, yeah. Where's the layover? Dang, not you finna have people looking at my flight trying to sit next to me. I don't think you can do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you all the details, but okay. the question is, why you ain't coming with me? That's you. Can't... I don't have a passport, and I am limited on where I can travel to because of my felony. Really? What's I the rules am... on that? It's Nowhere out of the U.S.? State Department by state. No, I didn't go out of the U.S. It's just, de- it's dependent on who it is, who's in power at the time, how oh. how people feel about us as a country at that moment. That's it, a fact. If I have a passport and I'm coming in, I need to be under the assumption that my shit is going to be heavily searched and that I am probably going to be detained for a little while and probably add additional time onto my travel yeah. if I'm going to need to stop. Like, So it, it, it can't be done, but like places like Canada, I am under the impression that I am not allowed to even enter Canada. Canada is, you know what? Canada's hot, and I wish times, they would let me go. two times I've been to Canada, they harassed me in customs. Stop it. I promise you, they Why? did. what they say? Uh, so what was the situation the first time? The first time they just went searching through my luggage. I'm like, wow, I'm just trying to get to a little Niagara Falls, whatever. We came in from... Buffalo. Damn, you could have just stayed Niagara Falls, America. No, but it's something about me that want to see it from that side. So I'm trying to cross over, whatever. And then they just going through all my stuff with this attitude. Okay. And then the second time I went to Lake Louise, which is Alberta, Canmore. I know where Alberta is. Alberta, Canada. I'm trying to think of the Have you been on every continent, but... No, Antarctica. I haven't been on Antarctica. I haven't been to, I've only been to five continents, North America, South America, and of course those two, Africa, Asia, Europe. Those, that's the only five continents. And America, girl. Yeah, well, you've been to everywhere. North about... America, but there's another one. North America, it's Australia. Oceania is a continent. Australia. That, but it's Oceania now. Is the name of Australia? What? Hey, Siri. I wish we had a research person like on um, my favorite murder. They hey, have Siri. Steven. No, we got, hey, Siri. <laughs> yes. What is Oceana? My Siri is sensitive as shit. Here's what I found. Oh, she gonna give me an article. I'm not reading this right now. Just say something. Why would it bring up Sirius XM radio? <laughs> hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. This is smooth. What are the seven continents? Really, Siri, you gonna let me down live? Hang on, wait. What are the seven continents? And I know them. She just trying to act like she don't know them. 
this on the way. Look at that. If I won, you got to give me fifty dollars. Okay. If Oceana, yeah, you. There's man. Have you ever been happy something was recorded? Oceana. Oh, why is Oceana? Asia, North America, South America, Antarctica, Africa, Europe, Oceana. Okay, so Oceana is now what they're going to call Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific Islands all together, as opposed to. Them being Lucy Goosey, exactly. I guess. Oh, willy dilly out yeah. there. So yes, there are two. I haven't been to Oceania, which is easy. It's, it have you been, not been to when Hawaii? I was in when I was in China? Hawaii ain't got nothing to do with continents. I think Hawaii is, is Hawaii not part of that because it's, it's a lower part of than the Pacific. US. I don't know, and oh. I don't think that's how life works. Oh, the only reason I was saying that was because I know that the people, like, in the movie Moana, that they went as far as Hawaii all the way to New Zealand and to Fiji. So I just want, that's why I wondered if it would be considered part of that. Because Yeah, I think it, you're just making stuff up, Whitney, at this point. Like, why know. would you bring Moana into this? Because I know, like, Pacific Islanders, they used to travel from island to island. It took to use the resources there and then they would go to the next place because they were like seafarer people. So I just wondered if if Hawaii, because they went there, would be included in like that. I feel you. So I feel you. I just wonder. So shout out to Oceania and Antarctica. I have not been to those places, but uh, I like how Chantel just tried to include Hawaii like it's not completely a colonistic I don't. I know absorption it is, I by know it ain't a part of these seven continents that we was talking about. But anyway, so it's been a pleasure, friend. You got to give us some political jewels, cause you, you be knowing. Usually, Cindy come with the political highlights and lowlights of the week. She probably has way smarter shit to say than I do. I will say this. I ooh, <laughs> I have a hot take. Imagine waking up to find out the rest of the country is now really worried about Ron DeSantis when you've been waving a flag for the last five yeah, years. Yeah, now everybody's people, laughing at Florida. Like, yeah. everybody looking at Florida, they've been me. laughing, and now they're like, oh, now wow, they're like, wow, maybe so this could happen to me. Yeah, and then there's this law coming out that's about to ban dogs from hanging out the windows. I mean... Like, I get it, kind of, because it's safety first, definitely for our animals. But it's, yo, this is about to be a law before how many other things. It's, wow. I get it, safety, but. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of all the other things that would be yo. more helpful than that. and But deserves attention. And it's like, Florida, is, Florida politically is being looked at as one of those places that it's, let's just. I've literally heard people say, let's just cut Florida off the map. Right. That's how they're feeling about us. They always thought we was wild and crazy. And some of the stories you hear coming out of Florida is wild. That's my state, and I'm going right. to stand beside it. If people embrace that Florida man thing for so long, though, that when we started to have really crazy political stuff happen here, I think people took a lot of it in jest and just swallowed it down. And, and, and now, lumped it all together right. and said it makes sense. And it's like, wow, you don't know you're that state until you like, wow, the rest of the world is really paying attention to where I live. And it can be of concern. And I just hope that we're good stewards with the attention that's out there. I hope our lawmakers are being led by... Yeah. And I don't care. The like, Holy Ghost. I'm not looking for a blue or a red or any of that. But I do want to say this about Florida is that people, a couple of things, uh, people before 
when Ron DeSantis was running for governor the first time were very, that was a very close election. And we had an opportunity for people who are more progressive leaning in Florida to take and scoop up that loss and really go hard. And instead of doing that, I feel like the National Democratic Party did not invest money or time or effort really into Florida. Mm. And now all of a sudden, Florida was, is not a red state. It is now because we had a bunch of people that moved here for a bunch of crazy stuff. But Florida was a very moderate, very purple place. And not 50 purple years place. ago, not 20 years ago. In 2018, the mm -hmm. amount of votes that separated our current governor from his opponent was in the thousands, very low. So, you know, that's we need to decide, are we going to play a party? Are we going to pick issues that matter to people if we are going to move forward successfully with positive leadership that impacts people positively? all types of people in Florida, because this is not happening currently. Yeah. Wow. So what kind of goals you got when it comes to my friendship with you this up upcoming I'm for the rest of this year? Because we got to see each other more, or you can be on the podcast with me whenever Cindy is out. I probably could help with some of that. I might come in your suitcase to Pakistan. Man, that will be awesome. Can they you imagine me getting detained for having a Whitney on me? Having a baddie on me. Oh, there's a white girl in your bag. <laughs> do you have a scarf? I have a scarf you could take. Do you have a scarf to take? Because I have there are some gonna stuff. Okay, there's going to be some You can places. give me some if it, you got some cool stuff. I do. I have one that came from somebody who got it for me, I believe, in Pakistan, but I'm not sure. But the thing is that there's going to be spaces you go to where it'll be really of course, positive for you to have a headscarf. Oh, of course. I'm going to be scarfed up and... and Nothing but my hands out. Ankles going to be covered. Y'all ain't getting no ankles that whole time I'm there. None. I have always wondered something about what it would be like to, and this is not to talk about people's choice to wear that or cover up or be modest, but how hot it must be some of those places and how, oh, how yes. people manage that. Because you know that those ladies are like, they got the tricks now. Like they know what they're doing. The different materials and stuff. Yeah. Right, like, and luckily I heard it'll be very nice weather, but nice weather. And I'm from Florida, so I don't know. Nice weather. It depends, <laughs> but I look forward to it. I look mm -hmm. forward to seeing what it's all about, but shout out to Pakistan. And they call Fort Myers little Pakistan. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Don't, think that people in Pakistan probably think that we have and a lot in common. And they're about to get educated because <laughs> how do you not know about little Pakistan and you big Pakistan? Are you staying in like an Airbnb or a hotel? I'm staying in a hotel. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's Pakistan's okay. very culturally rich. And yeah, you start talking about the language and stuff. I'm like, girl, what? I don't know. I, I think it's Arudu and Pashtun are the names of the language. And I could be wrong, but if it's not that, they're very close. Urdu, I think. Is it? Okay. It's very culturally rich, and I would like to eat the food everywhere on earth. So bring some of that back. Some roti, like, yeah. is Indian food. My mm -hmm. Indian friend told me today, the other day, she said, we 
are pretty much the same people, Pakistan and India. But Do you anyway, know why they're not the same people? I'm not going to go into that right now. You can tell me, though. So what happened was... It says she go... When the British <laughs> colonized it... And then she go into it They anyway. divided them into Hindus and Muslims and put a partition called the Great Partition up in Pakistan. <gasps> oh. No! Oh. Yay, we still on. What if we were and we have someone? What if we were like still recording and we were like, ah, and they all saw that part. I think they did. But that's it. That's the only difference between those people. They are actually a lot of times like genetically, they're not different ethnic groups. They're right, just right, right. religiously Religious. separated by another culture, by interesting. white people and colonists. Yeah. I did not know that. Anyway, we're getting ready to wrap it up for tonight. Shout out to scam likely calling me you won't get me i'm so Every glad they created day. that scam likely thing but anyway thank you for joining me tonight i don't like how i look like so much larger than you whitney i don't like that it's we gotta get you a high no we gotta get you nine. you gotta get you a high chair next time because i'm not finna be sitting up here like that my thighs are gonna be like rocks all right so thank you for joining juice podcast shout out to dr cindy banyay and chester wallace who will be joining in holy the holiest of matrimony oh bless that union because you can do powerful things when you're loved correctly so that's what i want to focus on for the rest of my life being loved and loving the process of loving and watching it unfold and all the many blessings that can come from it right here i love you so much we appreciate you girl for joining juice fresh talk podcast and we're gonna let you all go for this evening have a great week. Wait, really Give us fast. A Drop a, a rap verse on I this. just want to say, I think Chester is probably a really great person because mm -hmm. anybody that Cindy has picked and I just, I wish all the best. I'm so excited for your future together. Congratulations. And I know you just must be a really special, cool dude. So good luck. Take care. Shout out to Chester. All right. We about to wrap it up. I had to catch that. That was beautiful. I caught the end of it. I'm going to send it to Cindy. But yeah, drop a rap verse on us as we close out. As we close out. It's all good, yeah. baby. Can it be yours? Make something up. I, no, I yes, do not can. have that type of skills. Do, 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 do.